And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the proficient Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a comedy episode of the Jack Benny program from 1949, but it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from famous songs and provide a statement about each song, and my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right. Carl, you haven't done too well lately. I know. Terrible. So you've kind of just picked the wrong answer every time, so maybe you'll just end your streak and start fresh yeah, today. Yeah, just start picking something else. Picking what? <laughs> Anyhow, I have chosen what I call mediocre songs for this edition. Mediocre We've songs. We've done great songs. We've done bad songs the last couple weeks. Yeah. These are eh, mediocre songs. All right. Let's see All if right. I agree with it. All right. Let's do that. Let's hear the first song. Her name was Lola. Yeah. What is it? That's uh, Copacabana. Yeah, bye. Um, that's um, um, Barry Manilow. Exactly. Good job. Huh? So is it a mediocre what do you think song? It? It's a mediocre yeah, song. Yeah, it's a mediocre song. It's mediocre. Song. You're right. That's, that's what I call I a mediocre song. I agree with you. I agree with you. So far, so good. So here's your statement. Yeah. Um, this song is heard on a Friends episode sung by Jennifer Aniston. Real or Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, well, let's hear the clip and figure it out. Her name was Lola. <laughs> she was a showgirl. That is Jennifer Aniston. It is? Um, it's called with The One with Barry feather, and. No, I'll let you hear it for a second. And a dress cut down to there. She, Not much she of a singer, huh? Meringue, thank you, honey. <laughs> and do the cha-cha. That's part and of her act. She'd like to be a star. That's Jennifer Aniston. It is. She starts singing the song to evade an awkward moment when she was speaking at Ross's wedding. So I got it wrong? She got it wrong. That is Jennifer Aniston singing Copacabana on Friends. I can't. I don't understand why I can't get these right. (laughs) It gives me such joy, though. Gosh, I know. (laughs) All right, well. All right, here's the next mediocre song. Very mediocre. Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. It's just Call Me Maybe. It's slightly better than mediocre, but... All right. Well, I gave it a mediocre rating. Yeah. It's definitely not a great song. Right. You go great, bad, and mediocre. Mediocre is just somewhere in the middle. I'd have to say mediocre. All right. Perfect. So here's your statement. Okay. This song is heard on SpongeBob SquarePants singing a parody version called... 
Square pants, maybe. Real. All right, let's uh, listen to it and see if that's real. I'm saying real. All right. Hey, me just met you. And this is crazy. But you got cookie. Oh, uh, it's Cookie Monster. Lady. So it's Cookie Monster so I got from it Sesame wrong. Street trying to get cookies, and it's called Share It Maybe. So I got it wrong. I just made up square pants. Maybe there's no such thing. <laughs> How is it that I get these wrong all the time? Every like, time. I don't get this. I don't either. I can't believe it. I don't understand it's it like, either. What the heck? No matter what you do. So I- was the first one. Were they both? No, the first one was was real, but you said that it wasn't Jennifer oh, Aniston, man. but it was. God. The second I'm one in, was I'm ridiculous. The, I've, I'm not in the right rhythm, you know. I'm like, oh, you're definitely <laughs> out of rhythm. I'm, I'm like, ah, not in rhythm. No, well, okay, we're gonna leave that you alone. Spent and too move much on. of your brain listening to old time radio. I guess I'm like excuses. Like the tracks of the train are going this way, and I'm going <laughs> the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a revelation for you? I don't know. I don't know why I can't right. get this right. I don't know. I need to get on track. Okay. Here's the next mediocre song. We built this city. Yeah, this is mediocre. <laughs> we built this city. On rock and roll. built this city. We built this city by Starship, 1985. Let me let you hear it for a second. It's just mediocre. Right? Yeah. Mediocre. Good job. Good job. Yeah. All right. I mean, you what's... can't go online and look up mediocre songs. No, so it's, you just have to come up with It's mediocre. It's mediocre. So here is your statement. Gosh. Billy Joel wrote the lyrics. Real or ridiculous? Billy Joel wrote the lyrics? I'll say real. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Is I ridiculous. Mean, come on. I just made that up. It was Elton John's songwriting partner, Bernie Taupin, <sighs> that wrote the lyrics. I'm, I'm zero for three. You are. But it's a good mediocre song. I'm going to, whatever I think the next one is, <laughs> I'm going to go the opposite. Right, Mike? All right. All right. You've got one I, more to go. It's uncanny to me. It's uncanny. I can't get any of these right. <laughs> I enjoy this segment so much, Carl. Yeah, I can tell. I'm really having fun. All right, here is your final mediocre song. Uh, Chameleon. This is, uh, I can, let me tell you who this is. This is, um, is this Boy George? No. It's Culture Club. Oh, Culture Club, yeah. It's called Karma Chameleon Culture yeah. Club. Okay, that's yeah, mediocre. It's pretty mediocre, right? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Karma, 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 karma. Karma Chameleon. Do you know what that means? No. Nor do I. Right, whatever I, I think, whatever it. I think, I'm going to go the opposite. Okay, here is your statement. Okay, this song is yeah. used in commercials for progressive insurance. Real or ridiculous? I think it's real, so I'm going to say I think it's real. I would I would have guessed real, so I'm going to say ridiculous. All right, let's hear the commercial and see what it's for. For those who were born to ride, there's Progressive with 24-7 roadside <laughs> <Real>. assistance. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. How is, that, how is that possible? I don't know. I finally get one right, but then I said the opposite. You did. 
So I'm sorry. Can we it was not a big do bust. this game anymore? Would you like to switch segments on this, uh, this hour? I, I can't do this you game. You love this segment. I know, but I can't get them right. I know. You keep trying. Practice makes perfect. Oh, my God. Okay. How do you do it? How do you know that I'm going to say this? And- I feel like I do. I feel like whatever I think you're going to say, I do make it the opposite. Somehow. Unbelievable. Well, me. good try, Carl. I'm leaving. Okay. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Jack Benny is up next. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. We have a club called the Classic Radio Club. We'd love you to consider joining it. Check it all out at our website, ClassicRadioClub.com. It's Uh, An internal sponsor of the show. We actually run the club ourselves. And uh, your support helps keep the show going strong. So we really appreciate. And we have members, Lisa, from day one. We still have members. I mean, we've been doing the club for five years. We have members joined five years ago and are still members. I cannot thank you enough. And each and every month, by being a Classic Radio Club member, we've been adding more and more things to it. And keeping the price the same. We've not changed the digital price at all. It's always been $9.99 a month to join the club. The CDs have gone up a little bit because of uh, supply chain issues and uh, the cost of CDs themselves and the case. You know, that's the crazy thing. The case that it goes in, that uh, plastic case, those have doubled in, in the last five years in cost. So we've had to raise the price on, uh, on the uh, CDs. But um, not on the digital. We've kept that the same. And you get a lot of stuff, and we keep adding things to it. Like we just now added radio rarities to it. We also recently added, maybe a year or so ago, the podcast. You get that, too. So you used to only get 10 shows. Now you get 34 shows a month. Right? You started this giving people 10 shows a month. Now you get 34 shows a month. You also get the uh, PDF of all the uh, liner notes for the 10 shows. It's a lot of stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, Jack Benny. You know, Lisa, one of uh, Jack Benny's long-running gags was that he was uh, never older than 39. You know that, right? Even when he was in his 80s, and he would be on uh, his television show and on specials on Johnny Carson and things. And they'd say, well, how old are you? And he'd say, well, I'm 39, you know. Well, on this particular episode back in 1949, February 13th, you know, his birthday was Valentine's Day. So the next day, February 14th, was his birthday. And he believes that tomorrow he's turning 40. So it's a very funny episode. Let's tune this in. Part one now of the Jack Benny program. The Jack Benny program. The Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, February 14th, is Valentine's Day, and it's also the birthday of the star of our show. 
So here he is, Jack Valentine Benny. Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, that was very nice of you to remember my birthday. How did you ever think of it? Well, Jack, a strange thing happened last night. I ate at that Chinese restaurant you recommended. Uh-huh. And Don, I hope you broke open one of those rice fortune cakes. Oh, yes, I did. And the little paper said, it is better to give than to receive, and Monday is Jack Benny's birthday. <laughs> And uh, what did you bring me for a present, Don? Well, it was too late to go shopping, so I brought you a pocket full of fried rice. <laughs> too late to go shopping. I told you to have lunch there, not dinner. Anyway, Don, I'll take the rice. There's a friend of mine getting married Wednesday. Yeah? <laughs> Thanks very much. Well, uh, tell me, Jack, how does it feel being a year older? Don, I don't know. It seems strange to advance another year. But then, on the other hand, there's something exciting about reaching 40. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, Jack, you may be 40, but I must say you look much younger. Well, Don, it's nice of you to say that, but let's face it. I mean, my age is beginning to show, you know, a little wrinkle here, a gray hair there. <laughs> eh, time marches on. <laughs> now, uh, let's get on with the program. Oh, wait a minute, Jack. Before we get into the show, I, I have a little surprise for you. A surprise, Don? Yes. Now, the whole audience is going to join in. All right, everybody. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jack Benny. Happy birthday to you. Wow. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thanks very much. Oh, wasn't that nice, Jack? Yes, very nice, Don, but, uh, but, uh... But what? Well, I was watching one fellow sitting in the front row, and he didn't sing at all. As a matter of fact, he had a frown on his face, and I'm just curious to know why. Oh, mister! Mister! Me! Yeah, would you mind coming up here on the stage for a minute? Okay. Now, look, mister, uh, mister... Fink, F-I-N-Q-U-E, Fink. <laughs> oh, oh, well, Mr. Fink, uh, I'm just curious to know, you were, the, you were the only one who didn't sing Happy Birthday to me. Why was that? Do you sing to me on my birthday? No, no, but then how can I? I don't even know when your birthday is. It's December the 24th, and all you hear people singing is jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle out the way. Not one word about Fink. <laughs> well, that's, that's too bad. Now look, Mr. Fink. F-I-N-Q-U-E. I know, I know. Yeah, that's French. <laughs> yes, yes. In Paris, it's Fink A. <laughs> I don't care what it is. All I want to know is if you've got this chip on your shoulder, why did you come in here in the first place? Who wanted to come in? I was standing in line for the Amos and Andy show, and some guy came over and told me that they was giving away refrigerators in here. <laughs> giving away refrigerators? In radio or programs, either got to give you entertainment or a refrigerator. Now, where's my icebox? box? <laughs> 
You're not getting an icebox, so go sit down. Okay, okay. Twelve programs this week, and I still ain't got a stick of furniture. <laughs> Keep quiet, please. Don, regardless of what just happened, I do appreciate... Hello, Don. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Happy birthday. Well, thank you, Mary. It was awfully sweet of you to remember it. Well, Jack, I must confess that I forgot all about your birthday, but a strange thing happened. Remember yesterday when you said I looked like I was gaining weight? Yes, yes. Well, today as I came in the lobby of CBS, I stepped on the scale to weigh myself. Uh Uh-huh. And a card came out saying, you weigh 112 pounds, you are kind of dogs, and tomorrow is Jack Benny's birthday. No. I couldn't believe it either, so I put in another penny, and a card came out that said, don't stand here all day, you got shopping to do. Oh, well, did you, did you do it? Oh, I'll have something for you tomorrow. Good, that's my birthday anyway. And just think, Mary, tomorrow I'll be 40. 40, eh? Yes, 40. Uh, Jack, let me ask you something. What? Many years ago, you were in vaudeville, weren't you? Yes. And many times, you were on the same bill with Eddie Cantor. Yes, yes, I was. And at that time, you and Cantor were the same age, weren't you? Uh-huh. Well, Jack, today Eddie Cantor admits that he's over 50. How come you're only 40? Oh, I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, Mary, now that I'm approaching middle age, I'll have to slow down the mad social world and cut down my nightlife a little, you know? Oh, some nightlife. You have a hamburger at Simon, squeeze the waitress's hand, and then run home and dream your Errol Flynn. (laughs) Errol Flynn, Errol Flynn. Mary, if you're so smart, let me ask you a question. If I was born in 1909, how old would I be today? Don't answer him, sister. He ain't giving away nothing. <laughs> you keep out of this. Uh, who, who's that? Some guy named Fink. If I ain't you, you I ain't. know, I know. <laughs> don't, uh, don't pay any attention to him, Mary. There's one in every audience, you know. <laughs> By the way, Jack, my sister babe wanted to send you a birthday card, but she didn't know your address, so she sent it to me. Your sister babe? Oh, have you got the card with you? Yes, I'll read it to you. Congratulations. It's wonderful to be 40, Jack. I've been there twice, and I'm coming back. (laughs) Hey, hey, that's kind of cute. Oh, babe has a wonderful sense of humor. Yeah. Remember the time she painted an extra toe on your uncle's foot, and he thought he had seven? (laughs) Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mary. This is all very funny. It's very funny, but I think you've stalled long enough. Stalled? What do you mean? You know, every year on my birthday, you always give me a big kiss. Oh, well, Jack, I sort of figured now that you're getting older, well, you might not be interested in kissing anymore. Oh, I'm not, eh? Come here and I'll show you. There. How was that? Thank you, Errol Flynn. (laughs) You said it. Now put me down. (laughs) Thanks. I just wanted to show you that, uh... 
that being 40 doesn't... Oh, hello, Dennis. Hey, Dennis, you're just in time for your song. Okay, Mr. Benny, I'm glad I got here on time. On the way down, I had to stop off at our family doctor's office and punch him in the nose. <laughs> you, uh, you punched your doctor in the nose? He had it coming. My mother told me what he did. What? When I was born, for no reason at all, he slapped me. Dennis. And my back was turned, too. Dennis. Dennis, never, never mind that. Let's have your song. Okay, but first, congratulations on your birthday. Oh, well, it's awfully sweet of you to remember it, kid. I never would have thought of it if you hadn't given me that ticket to the burlesque show last night. Uh, never mind, Dennis. Uh, what did the burlesque show have to do with it? Well, a girl came out to do a dance. Her bubble broke and a sign fell out saying, Monday is Jack Benny's birthday. <laughs> All right, that's the first portion of the Jack Benny program. And you know what? You can never go wrong with Jack Benny. Like, every episode of Jack Benny I've ever heard is funny. Yep. And uh, some are just funnier than others. Uh, this is a very funny one. Dennis Day at this time, had his own regular radio show called A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. And he would he would he he was doing two shows. So he was a cast member on Jack Benny. And then he had his own regular radio show. And oftentimes he would uh, remind Jack, you know, I have two shows, you know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, Jack had kind of the same cast with him. On radio, and then moved him all to television when he made the transition. He had Phil Harris, Don Wilson as his uh, announcer, of course, his real-life wife, Mary Livingston. You had uh, Mel Blanc, who you heard earlier on this uh, episode. Um, he, he took all of those same people and just made the transition. I think that's great. Uh, not all the shows could do that. Gunsmoke couldn't do it. Other shows couldn't do it. Have Gun Will Travel. But Jack moved everyone over. And you would think, well, it was a comedy show. Well, guess what? My, um, my, uh, what was it? Father Knows Best. Father Knows Best brought no one over right. other right. than Robert Young. So, um, yeah, it all, it just depended on the show. And if the people kind of looked the part, you know, that too, you know, on, uh, on, on, um, Father Knows Best, they just felt those actors on radio did not Out. make the transition to TV. Yep. So that would be our problem. That would be, uh, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't make the cut. Quite. No, I know, you wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Hey, don't forget, folks, that we have a newsletter. It's absolutely free. It's the Hollywood 360 newsletter. And uh, it comes out on the very first day of the month, every single month. And it also not only has great articles and links to click and terrific uh, stories and all kinds of information about Hollywood and and records that Lisa loves or music that, you know, Lisa, the musicologist. Well, it also has our full schedule. You'll know exactly what we're playing each and every month. Details like the date and uh, the title and, uh, you know, the whole thing. You'll know exactly what we're airing on Hollywood 360 each and every week. And the newsletter is free. And I'm talking about, like, less than a penny. It's free. Free? Yeah, absolutely like free. Free. Yeah, it's free. Gotcha. Just go to our uh, website, hollywood360radio.com, hollywood360radio.com. At the very top of the website, there's um, instructions how you can just put your email in. Just give us your email and then you'll get the uh, you'll get the September. Yeah, you'll get the September, and then the first of October you'll get the new one just automatically, like magically. Um, I don't know even how, like Houdini, you know, it's like a Houdini thing. Um, but you get it every. You'll then get it every single month, and you'll know exactly what's going on with your favorite radio show, Hollywood Three Hundred and Sixty. This right. is my favorite radio show. Mine too. I think it's Mike's too. At I'm least three sure. people think it's their favorite That's radio true. And show. And your mom. Oh, yeah, my mom. That's true. Absolutely. So she got four. She doesn't miss. Yeah. Other so than we that, have four people. We don't know. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. Um, we, we hope it's a lot more than four people that think it's their favorite radio show. But um, yes, indeed, it's free. We want to do that for our listeners. And uh, we put a lot of effort into the newsletter, and we have great writers. Um, you know, Carl Shadow writes for it, Barry Rickert writes for it. Carl, oh, I said Carl Shadow. Carl, uh, Martin Grams, I write for it. Lisa writes for it. Mike's too expensive. He's he's like, look, you know, ten grand His time an article. Is very valuable. And I'm like that. We can't afford ten grand an article. So maybe um, not even ten cents. Yeah. So uh, Mike has not written for it yet. Any plans to or? I would like to, but yeah. you know we. We got a podcast. We got a few different podcasts, and yeah. I'd rather be doing those so that yeah. everybody can get their old-time radio. That's true. Yeah, just stick with what you're doing then. <laughs> we'll take care of the articles. All right, we're listening to the Jack Benny program. Is he going to turn 40 on the next day? Let's so. see. Let's go back to February 13th, 1949. Here's the conclusion to the Jack Benny program. Venice. You must be popular. Boy, what applause you got. All right, all right. They whistled and everything. Dennis. What a fuss over a man's birthday. Dennis, you found out it was my birthday. That's all that matters. Now, come on, let's have your song. Okay. Gee, when I'm 40, I hope I don't look like him. What did you say? Sing, Dennis. That's better. Get your call, la 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 la. 
singing in my heart. Let the clouds hang low the trees. Let the winds that blow go where they please. When you're near, I hear melody stars. There's a bluebird singing in my heart. I want to dance in the street and say to people I meet, she's mine, all mine. I want to shout to the sun and say, come out to the sun. It's time to shine. So when things go wrong, la 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 la, I still have my song, la 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 la. Since you came along, la 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 la, there's a bluebird singing in my heart. That was. Heart sung by Dennis Day. Very good, Dennis. That was wonderful. Congratulations on your birthday. <laughs> Dennis, you congratulated me already. Forget it. I tried, but I can't get that bubble dancer out of my mind. <laughs> well, force yourself. <laughs> say, uh, say, Mary. You know, Mr. Benny, it must be nice to have your birthday come on Valentine's Day. Yes, kid, but there's only one thing against it. You know, so many famous people were born in the month of February. Longfellow, Lincoln, Washington, at you know, it makes it hard for me to be outstanding. I can imagine. Of course, I, uh... <laughs> of course, I don't want you to think for a minute that I'm comparing myself to a man like Washington. Why not? Washington wore a wig, too. <laughs> very clever, very clever. Did you, uh... Did you make up that joke yourself, Mary? Uh-huh. And you, uh, like that type of joke? Yeah, I thought it was very funny. I see. <laughs> Hello, May Company? <laughs> you can take the candle out of the window. Mary's coming home. You better watch it, sister. Another gag like that. Hiya, Jackson. You sure look nifty, even though tomorrow you're going to be 30. <laughs> what? Wait a minute, Phil. Nifty doesn't rhyme with 30. I know, but it's better than breaking an old man's heart. Hiya, Liv. Hello, Phil. <laughs> hey, here you are, Jackson. I brought you a little birthday present. Well, Phil, is it really too much to think that you, of all people, would remember my birthday? Well, a funny thing happened. Last night I was in a bar and I happened to look up and I saw a little sign that said Monday's Jack Benny's birthday. Uh, Phil, that was written on the ceiling? No, under the table. <laughs> I knew you'd see it. Jack. What? Jack, why don't you open the present Phil gave you? Phil's present? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Phil, this is swell. What is it, Jack? One glove. <laughs> Phil, why in the world would you give me only one glove? You never take your right hand out of your pocket anyway. 
<laughs> now, wait a minute. Hey, Jackson, look, all kidding aside, how old are you going to be tomorrow? Forty. Jackson, will you lay that on me again? I've been rehearsing my band and my ears are still folded. <laughs> I said I was going to be forty. What are you talking about? You've got topes older than that. <laughs> topes? And that's a factor, Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harris, you may not be with Columbia, but you're the gem of the ocean. <laughs> Phil, Phil, is that a natural point on your head, or are you advertising a pyramid club? <laughs> you can tell some of the most Oh, awful... Jack, Jack, it's getting kind of late. Don't you think we ought to get started with that hillbilly sketch we're going to do tonight? I'm glad you brought that up, Don. We're not going to do that sketch. From now on, we're going to do the finer type of play like they do on dramatic shows. After 17 years, about time this show got a little class. Well, Dad, if you want to class things up a little, next week I'll have the band wear tuxedos. <laughs> Phil, if you can just get them to tuck in their shirts, I'll be happy. <laughs> anyway, kids, from now on, we're going to do a higher class of comedy. The kind Happy that... birthday, Mr. Benny. Huh? That bubble dance is driving me nuts. <laughs> Dennis, go sit down. Jack, what do you want to change your program for? Well, Don's right. Last week you tried to get on the Ford Theater with Claudette Colbert and Vincent Price, and you know what happened. Fletcher Markle, the director, thought you were terrible. Oh, he did, eh? Well, if Mr. Markle thought I was so terrible, why did he give me a contract to appear on the Ford Theater March 4th? No kidding, Jackson. You going to be on the Ford Theater? Yes, sir, on March 4th. And just wait till you hear the performance I give. It'll live. It'll sparkle. It'll bubble. Dennis! Forget about that girl! <laughs> anyway, kids, I've got a contract to appear on the Ford Theater March 4th, and I can't wait till I get on it. What play are you going to do, Jack? The Horn Blows at Midnight. What? You heard me. I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> I wouldn't, Dave. <laughs> Just wait and see. Well, Jackson, that proves you must be at least 60. Why? Nobody could get that much guts in 40 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I don't care what any of you kids think. I'm going to prove once and for all that the horn blows at midnight is a great story. That's telling, Mr. Benny. Thanks, Dennis. Did you see the picture? Yeah, I saw it four years ago when I was in the service. Oh, did the Navy show my picture to the boys? No, to the Japs, but I snuck in. <laughs> all right, you can all say what you want to, but I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight. Now you're talking. My wife saw that picture, and it was wonderful. It was, Mr. Fink? Yeah, they let her in for nothing, and they gave her four sets of dishes. <laughs> well, why didn't you go? I'm holding out for an icebox. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, I forgot. Now, kids, getting back to the show that I'm going oh, to do... Oh, say, Jack, before you go any further, I think it's time for the song by the quartet. Oh, yes, that's right. Are the sportsmen here? Yeah. Come on in, fellas. Now, Jack, these boys want to dedicate this number to you on the happy occasion of your birthday because this song has been associated with you for years. Well, that's very nice, Don. Come on, fellas, take it. Feeling low, feeling tense, these eight words are common sense. Happy birthday, and be your level best. Happy birthday, and may you always feel your level best. 
Wonderful, boys. Thanks very much. Say, Mary, wasn't it nice for the quartet to sing a number just... Hey, Mary, I just thought of a wonderful joke. Mary, ask me why we have quartets here in America, but in Scotland they only have quintets. Ask me that. Go ahead. That's good. All right, Jack. Why do they only have quintets in Scotland? Because all scotch comes in fifths. <laughs> Say, how, how about that one? Pretty good, huh? Uh, Jack, did you make up that joke all by yourself? Yeah. And you like that joke? I thought it was pretty clever. You did, eh? <laughs> Hello, NBC? Leave the back door open. Blue Eyes is coming home. <laughs> Larry, if you try to get even with me, it didn't work. I'm staying here at CBS till... Till something freezes over. It ain't gonna be no refrigerator. Oh, Pete! <laughs> I thought he left already. Oh, say, Jack. Yes, Don? While the quartet was singing, this telegram came for you. A telegram for me? Yeah, Jack. I took the liberty of giving the boy a 25-cent tip. Oh. Well, here's a nickel, Don, and you're at liberty to chase the boy for the other 20 cents. <laughs> Give me the telegram. Thanks. <laughs> Gee, it's from my sister, Florence. What did she say? She says, Dear Jack, I've been listening to your program, and I thought I should send you this wire immediately. You're mistaken about your age. You're not going to be 40 years old tomorrow. You're going to be... Oh, no. No, this can't be. This is awful. Well, Jack, how old did your sister say you're going to be tomorrow? 39. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, this is embarrassing. But my sister Florence ought to know, I guess, instead of being born in 1909, it was 1910. Now, wait a minute, Jack. How could you be born in 1910? I happen to know that in 1917, you were in the Navy. Well, of course I was in the Navy. You think I'm a slacker? Well, how old were you then? Seven. <laughs> Seven? How could Mary, you Mary, be... don't argue with me. They measured me for a uniform, cut off my curls at the same time. But, Jack, if you were only seven years old, how could you possibly get in the Navy? I owned a battleship and shut up. <laughs> anyway, this thing has got me puzzled. I'm going to call Rochester and have him look up my birth certificate. My sister Florence says I'm 39. I think I'm 40. I'm going to find out. Say, Mabel, what is it, Geitschild? Mr. Benny's line is flourishing. Yeah, I wonder what King Midas wants now. I'll plug in and find out. Yes, Mr. Benny. Yes, I'll call your house immediately. He wants I should get him Rochester. You know what, Mabel? What? I never saw a man like Mr. Benny. He has such a split personality. On the radio, he's one type of person, and in real life, he's an entirely different type of person. Yeah, and I don't like either one of them. <laughs> well, I like him. But you know what? Last week, he tried to make me jealous by going out with another girl. Was she cute? Cute. Eh. <laughs> you should have seen her. Buttons and bow legs. <laughs> so what? You're bow-legged. I am not. You are, too. When you wear white stockings, you look like the Owen, Honest John. <laughs> All right. At least I'm commercial. Operator. 
Opera, Gertrude, get me my hole. I'm trying, I'm trying. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, you girls ought to know you helped build it. <laughs> For this, they paid two million dollars. Never mind, now please ring my home. Okay, okay, I'm ringing it. Smart Alec Gertrude. Takes you out, she takes you out to dinner once, she thinks she owns you. Oh, well. Mr. Bailey's residence, star, stage, radio, and silent pictures. Rochester, it's me. Oh, 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 hello, boy. Look, what took you so long to answer the phone? Well, tomorrow's your birthday, and I was out in the kitchen finishing your cake. The cake? Yeah, you ought to see it, boss. Across the top in whipped cream, I wrote, happy birthday. Well, that's nice, Rochester. Uh, by the way, how many peas in happy? Two. Uh-oh. Oh, so you better add one. Add one? I better cross one out. I got three. <laughs> you can do that later. Now, Rochester, here's why I called you. I don't know what to do. I thought tomorrow was going to be my 40th birthday. But I just got a wire from my sister, and she says I'm going to be 39. Well, don't argue with her, boss. Grab it. <laughs> Rochester, I got to be honest with myself. Now, I want you to look at my birth certificate and tell me the date on it. Your birth certificate? Yeah, do you know where it is? It's right here on the desk. What's my birth certificate doing on the desk? You got it out the other day when you applied for your old age pension. <laughs> oh, I just did that for a gag. Well, they must be laughing. Your first check came today. <laughs> Rochester, stop making things up. Now, look at my birth certificate. I'm looking at it. Now, in the space where it says date of birth, what, what's there? A hole. A hole in the paper? Yeah, we erased it once too often. Oh, well, then there's nothing I can do, and I'll have to take my sister's word for it. I guess so, boss. Your sister must be right. Yep, I'm 39. Goodbye, Rochester. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Are we devils? You and me? No, me and your sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Rochester. Goodbye. Well, come on, Mary. The car's right around the corner. I'll drive you home. Okay. You know, Mary, that was a pretty good program we just did, but I think... Hey, Penny. That... Penny. Huh? Oh, it's you, Mr. Fink. Yeah, don't you know some program I can go on and win a refrigerator? No, I don't. Come on, Mary. Well, I'm going to get a refrigerator even if I have to buy one. Well, I don't care if... Buy one? Uh, get in the car, mister. Jack! Let him sit in front, Mary. It's more comfortable. Good night, folks. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's the Jack Benny program... February 13th, 1949, uh, the next day was Jack's birthday. Is he going to be 40? Well, turned out he was going to be 39. Ah, uh, yeah, great, great, um, great broadcast. And, you know, Jack Benny was really kind of the high-water mark in comedy. I mean, nobody was more successful than Jack Benny on radio or early television. He had the number one show, and he was just, um, you know, the great thing about Jack Benny, too, he was he would let everyone else get the laughs, you know, like when you watch Seinfeld and although Jerry Seinfeld does 
get some laughs. So did Jack Benny. got some laughs. But mostly the laughs are everybody else. Kramer and George and and uh, Elaine. And when you think about that whole setup, when you think about Seinfeld, it is so much like the Jack Benny program. You think about it because, you know, you had Jerry. He was a comedian. He was a stand-up comedian. And he played himself. He played Jerry Seinfeld. And on the Jack Benny program, Jack Benny was a comedian. He played himself. And he had this gang around him. And they got most of the laughs. And, you know, like Phil Harris was this crazy guy. Kind of reminds me of Kramer. Um, Mary Livingston reminds me of Elaine. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think they kind of took in a in a nice way, like, you know, in a, in a way where it's like flattering. You know, they say the for, the most sincere form of flattery is imitation. I think that that's what what it was, really. You know, uh, do you agree or do you see the similarities? Yeah. Um, and I am a fan of both. And yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, I know what you're saying. It, it makes perfect sense. And like you said, when he watches everybody around him and it makes him even funnier. Oh, yeah. It makes yeah. him even funnier. That's why I was so yeah. successful. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Dana Andrews stars in I Was a Communist for the FBI. And Lisa is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Right, Lisa? Right. This is a great category for you. These songs are all romantic songs. Ugh. So perfect for you, Carl. Ugh. All You're right. You're going to love it. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.